Hey, hey, everybody, how's it going? Um, welcome back to another week of the Son of a Witch podcast. My name is Mike, and I will be your host on this wonderful journey into the occult and magical and pagan and geekiness and all sorts of other things. So um, I hope everybody has had a good week. I have had another interesting week, and I'll get into that in just a second. But um, yeah, so I'm also testing out a new microphone. I got a new mic. Um, nothing outlandishly pricey, but just wanted to test it out. So you guys let me know, um, in feedback on the Instagram page or on the website, you can send me feedback that way. Or if you're listening on anchor, you can actually leave me a voice clip, which is kind of like leaving me a voicemail message. So, um, all of those links should be at the bottom of the description of the show wherever you get your podcast. So, um, yeah, as far as my week, uh, I will get into a little bit of that. Um, last I left you, I was going to be going to Salem, Massachusetts, uh, the following couple of days and I did do so. And it was very, very fun. Um, Salem is a magical place. It really is. I mean, it's right by the water. Um, so you've got the breeze and it's fall. It was almost October. Um, I don't know. At that place, I definitely want to move there. And I'm not even joking. Um, or at least somewhere close. Because it's like for a witch, it's a real life Diagon Alley. Um, if you're a Harry Potter fan, it, it's, um, has to be by far, at least in the U S and I'd, I'd venture to say anywhere, the most witch shops or metaphysical stores, whatever per square mile of any place ever. I mean, it's, it's got more witch stores. It's got a handcrafted wand shop. It's got places that make brooms. It's got a store, um, which I'm going to shout out here in a moment, um, which is an herb shop primarily, but they have literally wall to wall, ceiling to floor jars of just about any kind of herb you could possibly think of. Uh, it's, it's just, it's really like a true life Diagon Alley. And as a huge Harry Potter fan, I was in heaven. Um, I also got to go to Lori Cabot's store Enchanted, which was really, really fun. And I was extremely excited about that. Um, that was kind of, um, something I'd always wanted to do. Uh, she had a lot of her handcrafted items in there, uh, a lot of different little herbs and uh, of course all of her books and things of that nature. I did pick up a really cool book by Raymond Buckland, who also wrote Buckland's complete book of witchcraft, which is commonly referred to as Big Blue because it's a big blue book. And um, this one is Solitary Seance. Uh, it's how you can talk with spirits on your own. And it gives you all sorts of ways that you can communicate with the other side. 
Um, and I'll go into that here in a little bit because I was going to kind of touch on that book. So, um, but yeah, that was, um, Salem. I got to meet a fantastic group of people and, uh, they all know who they are. I'm not going to shout them out by name, but, um, for everyone that was on that trip, thank you, uh, for your friendship. Thank you for letting me get to know you. And I look forward to hanging out with you and getting to know you better in the future. So speaking of that too, that also that trip prompted a conversation which led to me starting a seance club. So um, a lot of the people, I think most actually, if not all of the people on that trip are going to join in on that. Um, Got another friend of mine that's going to join in as well. And uh, that should be a lot of fun. So I'm uh, going to start doing that also. I am really into seances, uh, more so than I probably should be. And uh, I like communicating in that manner. I also like using a pendulum, but we'll get into that here in a second. Also, uh, I am going to do an episode closer to Samhain on uh Spirit communication, seances, spirit boards, pendulums, you can even use tarot, dominoes even. Um, There's all sorts of things you can use. So, Um, yeah, and that trip was amazing. We had a great lunch, a lot of laughs, and a bit of a drive, but it was not a bad drive. Um, Very scenic, and uh, that was fun. So um, I had a great time. It was a lot of fun. I did find out that um, based on their current status, even though Salem was very safe, um, if you are thinking about going, I'm not going to tell you not to, but I will let you know that the hotels do require a negative uh, test result for COVID. Um, everyone there was wearing masks. They were very limited on how many they let in a store at one time. And there weren't terribly large amounts of people there anyway. So, um, they were very safe, but I was informed that because of their current status and, uh, the restrictions on my state, because it is in a different state that, uh, sorry about that guys, that, I had to quarantine when I got back. So I have been in a, not that I have any symptoms. I don't, I don't have the first symptom, but as a precautionary measure, because I went out of state into that state, um, I have to quarantine and stay away from the family and work and, uh, friends and everybody. So, um, yeah, that kind of sucks. And, um, I have spent the last six days, uh, other than once I did walk outside to go to the mailbox, I think. But for the past six days, I have been in, um, my bedroom. My fiance is across the hall in the other bedroom, And, um, yeah, it's a miserable existence and I'm not happy about it, but, uh, it was worth it. I will say that, um, if given the choice, I probably would do it again. And this time I would actually stay overnight because if I'm going to be there, why not? You know, 
Um, but yeah, so um, that was that, and it was a lot of fun. I, I can't wait to go back. Um, there was a couple on the trip. Uh, we mentioned possibly doing a couple's weekend, which would be massive amounts of fun. And then also, um, I want to take Tina as well. Um, I really do want to move there. Uh, it's. I had some revelations while I was there. I had some revelations um, since I've been back. So, yeah, it was... Um, interesting and i can't wait to do it again so that's been my week for the most part i'm trying to think uh, i have done a lot of studying um, occult studies i've done a lot of research into upcoming shows and i've done a lot of meditating i am working on um, getting into my alpha brainwave state uh, almost at will and that has been interesting and fun. Um, and uh, yeah, so I've been working on that and I've done some rituals. I did a full moon ritual last night, um, which I'll talk about briefly in a moment. And um, yeah, so it's given me a lot of time to um, kind of dive into some things that I've wanted to dive into for a long time. Uh, I got to cleanse my tarot cards, and that was fun. And uh, yeah, so um, that's where we're at on that. And now I'm going to take a brief pause, grab a drink of water, and I will be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. So, um, real quick, I'm trying to kind of trim down these episodes a little bit. That's why you'll notice I didn't go too much into a lot of the stuff that I normally do. So, if you are the type of person that likes to start at the most current episode, which is fine. I know a lot of people do that, and I kind of do it sometimes, too. But, um once you get back into some of the other episodes you'll hear some of the things i typically give like any announcements or whatever at the beginning of the show uh, however this week because i haven't had a whole lot going on uh there weren't a lot of things to really discuss so um i am going to real quick go over a couple of quick things one being uh the full moon um, as I'm recording, it is Friday morning. Um, I try to do my episodes as close to the published date as I know I'm able to, because that way, if anything comes up, uh, a lot of times, guys, I get a lot of ideas, like at the very last minute, um, almost out of nowhere. And so I tend to kind of go with those when it's something really strong. Um, so right now it's Friday morning, uh, last night was a full moon in Aries and, um, full moons carry with them a lot of, um, power and energy, and it's a good time to kind of 
Think about um, the things that you have had come to you uh, that came to fruition and the things that didn't. And the things that didn't, you want to kind of meditate or think about what obstacles kept you from that. And that's what you want to focus on going into this next cycle. Um, Last night, I did a full moon ritual which you can still technically do. Some people argue against this. Um, I'm a firm believer that, you know, obviously it's most powerful, you know, at the beginning, but a full moon is a full moon. And right now it's still technically for the most part, a full moon. So you could still, if you're listening to this on Friday, the second and you want to do a full moon ritual tonight you do a full moon ritual tonight and um, it will still carry with that some of that energy and I'm going to kind of go into what um, I say ritual it's more like a spell but I'm going to kind of go into what that was here in a second but to give you an idea of the uh, lunar cycles and such for right now Uh, Today is actually Gandhi's birthday, by the way, so happy birthday, Gandhi. And, um, so yes, I I realize that Gandhi's no longer around, but anyway, so, um, (laughs) we've got the waning moon, like I say, it just was a full moon, uh, the moon phase is in its third quarter. Uh, The color is coral. That's the corresponding color right now. If you want to do some spell work um, and you have a coral candle or some coral flowers or, you know, anything coral, um, coral minerals, you can uh, incorporate that into that. That's going to help out. The moon sign, as I said before, is in Aries. And then incense that are going to work well right now are cypress. Um, that kind of corresponds with the current lunar phase and cycle. So um, there's that. As far as the ritual spell, however you want to word it, uh, that I did last night, it was more of an intention spell. And I'm not going to get into the details because that's for me personally. But um, basically what I did is I took uh, two white candles and I lit both of those. I took a piece of paper and for petitions and intentions when I do things, I can use like a piece of printer paper or a piece of notebook paper, but I always tear it on all sides. Um, That's something that I was taught to do a long time ago and it's just something that I still do. So um, that way it doesn't have perfectly cut sides. And then I write my intention on that. Um, I actually had a book with some parchment paper in it, so I did it that way. And um, I wrote my intentions on there. And then I meditated into an alpha brainwave state, which isn't as hard as it sounds. Um, It's basically the brainwave state you have. Well, put it this way. If you sit and relax and close your eyes and be still and try to just relax for more than three minutes, you're normally in an alpha brainwave state but um i meditated down to that and then i focused and manifested you know in my mind visually what i was petitioning for and 
I did that for, you know, I don't know, it's subjective to what you feel, but for me it was probably about, I don't know, 10 minutes. And then once I did that, I folded it three times, then I folded it three times again, then three times again, and then I put that um, in my cauldron and lit it and burned that and uh, offered that up asked for guidance and assistance and asked for it to be to the betterment of my higher self and uh, once I had done that I meditated on that for a bit and then I let the candles burn out and then that was that so um, I normally feel very charged and energetic um you know and of course i grounded before and after doing this um and i might do my next episode on grounding because i've had a lot of people asking questions about it and it's really not hard once you do it but it is necessary but anyway i digress so um i normally feel very energetic after i do any type of spell work or ritual and i wasn't thinking about that because it was probably about 12:30 in the morning where i'm at and um yeah i didn't get to sleep until about 4 a.m so uh but you know it was fine i got some reading done i uh, got a lot of processing and thinking done and that was good too so there's that um i'm also going to go real quick into i'm going to kind of combine the uh lunar cycle and phase and with the herb of the week the magical herb of the week so um this week i told you last week i would do something that everyone uh, well not everyone but i would say if you don't have this in your house it's very easy to get and that is garlic Garlic, uh, believe it or not, and I know most people think, oh yeah, it wards off vampires, and um, it may may very well do that, Uh, but um, there are a lot of other lore and uh, things that go with that as well. Now again, I'm going to try to pronounce the scientific name, Alium Sativum. Ooh, Sativum, that sounds like something I like. And... um, Folk names, uh, Spanish is ajo, uh, also known as poor man's treacle, and stinkweed. The gender of this plant is masculine, and uh, the planet associated with it is Mars. The element associated with it is fire. The deity is Hecate, and you've heard me talk about Hecate before. Uh, The powers that it brings with it are protection, healing, exorcism, lust, and anti-theft. That was one that I wasn't aware of. And uh, ritual uses, garlic was eaten on festival days to Hakate. It was also left at crossroads as a sacrifice in her name. Um, So a lot of times that's done at a new moon. Um, and if you want to know more about that, you can reference episode four about Hakate. So, um, magical uses for garlic. Uh, it was once worn to guard against the plague. It's still used to absorb some diseases. Uh, you can rub fresh peeled cloves of garlic onto an afflicted part of the body, then throw it into running water. 
an old spell utilize garlic in protecting against hepatitis uh, to do this simply wear 13 cloves of garlic at the end of a cord around the neck for 13 days on the last day in the middle of the night walk to a corner of an intersection of two streets remove the necklace throw it behind you and run home without looking back um, garlic is also extremely protective Sailors carry some while on board ships to protect against its wreckage. Soldiers wore garlic as a defense in the Middle Ages, and Roman soldiers ate it to give them courage. Uh, it's placed in the home to guard against the intrusion of evil, to keep out robbers and thieves, and it's hung over doors to repel envious people. Garlic is especially protective in new homes. Um, worn garlic guards against foul weather. A lot of uh, mountaineers and hikers wear it, uh, as well as guard against monsters. It also shields you from the blows of your enemies. When evil spirits are around, you can bite into garlic to send them away, or sprinkle powdered garlic on the floor, if you don't mind smelling it for a while, I guess. Um, garlic's also placed beneath <laughs> children's pillows to protect them while asleep. And brides once carried a clove of garlic in their pocket for good luck and to keep evil far from her on her big day. Uh, you can rub it onto pots and pans before cooking in them. Garlic removes negative vibrations that could contaminate the food. And yes, that is a real thing. And uh, when eaten, garlic acts as a lust inducer. Um, and when a magnet or lodestone is rubbed with garlic, it loses its magical powers. So, um, a lot of lore and things like that behind garlic. It uh, is very helpful in many spells, and I will go into one of those uh, on another day because there is one that I really like to use, and it is a kitchen spell. So, um, yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. So, there's that. Uh, there's your current lunar cycle and phase. There is your magical herb of the week. I am going to take another brief pause, and we will be right back. Real quick, guys. I forgot to throw in a couple of little shout-outs that I wanted to do, and I didn't want to miss that. Um, one hopefully maybe in the next week or two i'm going to be doing a show with that new witch uh, she has a podcast as well uh, so check her out if you haven't already and uh, we'll be picking her brain a little bit about how she got started in the craft and what possessed her to go into this wild wonderful world of podcasting i'm also going to have uh, my friend lily from Ethereally Wicked, and that's at Ethereally Wicked on Instagram. Uh, she has a really cool e-commerce shop where she sells modern witch hats, which I am wearing currently, and I will post a picture of myself wearing to the Instagram page. It is awesome, it fits amazing, and it just looks superb. So, um, I'm going to have her on the show as well to talk about her business, what got her into that, and talk about her background a little also. She and I are currently doing a live stream on Friday nights called 
Friday Night Witch Talk. Uh, it will be on the at Son of a Witch Pod Instagram show page. And uh, that's going to be at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. So if you ever want to tune in live and see she and I answer some questions or just hang out and talk about our week um, and laugh and unwind a little bit uh, as witches, then tune into that. Again, that's at Son of a Witch Pod on Instagram. Also, a couple of shout outs I want to give Artemisia Botanicals in Salem, Massachusetts. And that is A-R-T-E-S-I-M-I-A, I I think, Botanicals. Um, You can Google them. They have a website. You'll see pictures of what I'm talking about. The inside of their shop is literally like floor-to-ceiling, wall-to-wall herbs. And they do ship. Um, So they have, if you're having a hard time finding a particular, particular herb anywhere else online um then check them out they are well worth the time and they're good people uh just a small shop um doing business in the town of salem massachusetts so um, if you're ever there go in and say hi let them know you heard about uh this on son of a witch podcast also uh one of my other favorite things right now is moon shadows gifts for the spirit and that is in st albans vermont that is an amazing amazing store i talked about it before and i'll talk about it again because they have an amazing selection the lady that runs the store is just a dear soul and a good friend and uh yeah anytime you're in vermont you should make the drive to moon shadows in st albans vermont Uh, She also occasionally has tarot readings from another dear friend of mine who is very gifted at what she does um, from time to time also. So check them out too. And last but not least, by any means, Ethereally Wicked. Uh, You can find them on Facebook and uh, you'll get the link there. Or you can go to at Ethereally Wicked on Instagram and check them out. They've got some cool uh, half moon pendant necklaces, uh, some very cool uh, long, almost cloak-like shirts that say good witch, bad witch, uh, modern witch hats, all sorts of things. So um, check Lily and her products out also. So that's it guys. And uh, I hope you continue to enjoy the show. Welcome back, welcome back, everybody. So, um, real quick, um, I say that a lot, don't I? But um, <clears throat> I did want to, before I forget, because I tend to forget at the end of episodes quite a bit, um, just remind you guys that uh, we do have a website up for the show. And I say we, meaning myself and all of you. Uh, there is a blog there which I am going to be posting to periodically, and I'm not really going to have a schedule for that. It's just going to be more as things pop into my head and I have a chance, I'm going to jot them down. So there is a blog post up there already, and I'll be adding to that. 
I am currently, um, as of this weekend, actually, I hope to have it up by the end of the weekend, working on the shop page uh, at sonofawitchpod.com. And the shop page is not going to have the merch. That's a different link you can get to from the bio on the Instagram page. The shop page on the website is going to have the handmade items that I used to sell in my Etsy shop. Uh, The Etsy shop is being rebranded into something for my fiance and I'm moving all of my witchy handcrafted items like the tarot mat wraps and all sorts of other things, poppets, you name it. And all of that's gonna go over to the website and there will be a special page. It will be a secure um, payment system just like any other website and uh, shipping will be done directly by me because I will be making the items and I am OCD about getting things shipped. So um, just know that and as soon as that's live, I will post that to the Instagram page. Speaking of, if you guys don't already follow the Instagram page, please do. That is where most of the updates and announcements and information is going to go. I do have a Twitter page, don't really do much with it. I have a Facebook page for the show that I am trying to beef up, but not really big into Facebook either. Um, So yeah, Instagram's the way to go. Or you can sign up for the newsletter, and that's another thing I'm going to touch on. Um, I am going to be doing a bi-weekly newsletter. So if you go to the website, sonofawitchpod.com, and sign up for the mailing list, you will get that when it comes out. It's going to have spells in it. It's going to have um, incenses, uh, different things that I use in my own daily practice, different things that work for me, and any additional content that I might have had to cut from the show is going to also probably be included in that too. So... There's that little blurb there. Now, let's get right to what we were going to discuss. Excuse me, guys. I had to take a quick drink there. Today, I'm going to discuss a question that I get asked a lot. And it's not going to be a very lengthy discussion. It's more or less going to talk about um, the different types and things like that. But... The question that I get asked all the time is, how do I know what type of witch I am? And the thing with that is, it's not just that people ask this question, but people ask it and they get really hung up on it, I've noticed. Um, Some people even stress themselves over it. I don't know what kind of witch I am yet. Well, here's the thing. I've been practicing for a very long time, longer than I care to admit, and, you know, I just not too long back figured out what kind I was, and that's the honest truth, Um, and even still, I don't really label myself into any particular type of witch. I tend to be, uh, you've heard me say it before, very eclectic 
and uh, that just means that I kind of incorporate a lot of different aspects into my practice. Um, things that I've worked with, not just things that I've found or think are cool, but things that I've you know learned and worked with, I incorporate into my practice a lot. Um, I am in the hopefully very near future going to kind of um, try to get some formal training um, in a particular tradition. And I really am excited about that because while I know a lot and I know a lot of ways to do things, I want to have a more structured approach to it. And, um, yeah. So see, I'm, I'm 43. I don't mind telling you I'm 43 years old and I'm just now getting to that point. Um, I lived in the South for a long time. If you've listened to the other episodes, you know this. And in the South, um, I wasn't able to really be as open as I am now. I would have hesitated because people would know um, my voice or the name or whatever to have even put this out um, when I was living in the South. It wasn't until I moved up North that, uh, and I'm not bashing everybody in the south so if you're in the south don't think that i'm saying that i'm just saying for me personally um when i moved up north it was very enlightening and freeing and i was able to kind of come out of my shell or out of the broom closet as many will say and um that was like i say very freeing i I was very happy about that and i still am so as far as um, types of witches, I, I just want people to understand that it's not even something that you really even ever have to nail down. I mean, if you get into a specific tradition, you're going to learn about that anyway. Um, typically, certain traditions have certain ways that they do things, and um, those ways are just their ways but um if you tend to do a certain type of magic and you find that you are more predisposed to that meaning that it comes easier to you things manifest easier when you do that particular type of magic or you just feel more powerful and energetic when you do that type of magic that that could be your area doesn't mean that you're locked into that no one's asking you you're not putting on the sorting hat and being told okay well you're a green witch and you have to only do green witch magic and you know follow those types of principles it's not like that so um, I'm just going to kind of go down a list of certain types of witches and if you fall into one of those great if you don't great i mean again guys you have to understand that you don't need to focus as much on this as you do other things but really quick um uh there's a green witch green witches are typically your nature-based earth-oriented witches uh dealing with a lot of herbal remedies and tinctures and things like that uh you have your 
secular witch, which I don't really call this a secular witch. I, I just call it a witch. But um, a lot of people classify a secular witch as somebody that practices witchcraft um, without aid from gods. Um, I don't know. Um, I, if you want to give it that label, that's fine. But um, there's also a kitchen witch, which does a lot of food crafting um, crafty things, uh, particularly related to the kitchen and the hearth and the home. Uh, food magic is a very real thing. Uh, you can do very powerful magic with it. And a lot, I know a lot of kitchen witches and, um, some know that they're kitchen witch and say so, and some don't, but they are, um, very powerful so i heard someone one time say oh well you know that's just the lower level it's really not at all i know some extremely powerful kitchen witches so um there's that i uh, if you saw on the instagram page a while back there's even a incantation a stirring incantation you can do with your coffee or tea in the morning um so if you look on the instagram page you'll see that uh, there's a hedge witch, which does a lot of spirit work, uh, otherworldly travels, astral travels, things like that. There's a sea witch, which does a lot of water-based magic. Um, beach dwellers are often um, call themselves sea witches because they're by the ocean. And there is a lot of power and energy there. Um, so there's that. Uh, fairy witches are witches that do a lot of work with the fae. Um, they're typically nature-oriented, particularly. Uh, you've also got solitary witches, which, you know, just practice alone. And then you've got uh, techno or tech witches, which if you are, uh, if you classify yourself as a tech witch, uh, get in touch with me and I'm not being funny. I'm being serious because that is something that interests me um, I'm a very tech oriented guy um, I'm also a witch, but I've never incorporated the two and I'm interested to see how that works, but um, tech witches do a lot of technology based uh, electronic oriented uh, magic workings You've got your pop culture witch, which is pop culture based, fiction oriented, um, more in my opinion, cosplay. Um, you've got eclectic witches, which uh, take a little bit from many different places and kind of combine it together. I will warn not to do that if you're not familiar with what you're dealing with. Um, when you hear me say eclectic witch, I have um, incorporated a lot of Buddhist tenets. Um, I've incorporated a lot of um, hoodoo and folk magic. But in all of those areas, I've worked with someone who has kind of guided me and everything else. So um, it's not something that uh, you need to just grab out of the air, I guess is the best way to put that. And then you've got urban witches who are modernized, city-oriented, and there's a lot of urban magic. Christopher Penzak actually does a um, really good book on it. Um, but if you're in the city, just because magic has a lot of nature-oriented basics, it doesn't mean that that is the only place that you can do magic. You can do magic anywhere. 
so um yeah there are urban witches as well so those are just some different classifications um i'll also kind of real quick go over there are some people who kind of link your astrology sign to uh, what type of which you may be uh, predisposed to and again i'm going to say this again i don't like labels um i'm not fond of them i know sometimes in certain situations they kind of necessitates it but um i'm not fond of labels and i'm not saying by going over this that you have to label yourself you do not have to label yourself a particular type one of these types of witches you can just be a witch so um but i do get a lot of questions so i said i would go over it and i'm going over it so um if you are an aries uh you could be predisposed to being a fire witch uh, which focuses on the fire elements does a lot of work involving candles burning things like that um, be careful and use fire safety <laughs> uh you've got Taurus which uh, could be green witches based on use of herbs and plants and magic very nature and earth based you've got uh, Gemini which could be a crystal witch works a lot with stones crystals gemstones uh, for healing and other spells uh, dealing a lot with chakras uh, kitchen witches could be cancer uh, the cancer sign, uh, if you feel drawn to being a kitchen witch, they center on using magic in the kitchen, incorporating it into cooking and baking, um, conjuring items for spell or for ritual use. If you're a Leo, you could be predisposed to being a lunar witch, uh, attunes to and honors the moon's cycles and phases, works more often at night under the energy of the moon. Uh, if you're a Virgo, you could be drawn to being a forest witch, one who lives in the forest or bases their craft in the forest and woods, uh, familiar with a lot of local plants and animals. If you're a Libra, you could be a music witch. Magic, uh, very deeply rooted in music. It has kind of a certain connection with sounds and uses sounds to enhance rituals or spells. And that is a type of magic as well, guys. And if you watched a show called Fort Salem uh, in the first season of that, they kind of touch on that. They embellish it quite a bit, um, quite a bit, but uh, it is a very real thing. So, um, Also, if you're a Scorpio, you could be drawn to being a nocturnal witch, uh, embraces darker energies, very connected to night and the mystery that goes along with it. Um, a lot of their work is done after midnight. Uh, Sagittarius could be a storm witch, uh, combines his or her energy with that of the weather, collects the elements such as rainwater or snow and uses that in their craft. Uh, you could be if you're a Capricorn, which is myself, an astronomy witch. Um, it kind of aligns their magic with stars and planets. They practice astrology possibly or recognize certain placements and their significance. Um, personally, I do incorporate a good bit of that in there, but I kind of identify, to be honest with you, with some of these other types. So just to give you an idea, you're not locked in. 
um aquarius you could be a divination witch which is a lot of kind of what i identify with um works with various forms of divination such as tarot readings palmistry tea leaf readings pendulums things of that nature uh, pisces you could be a sea witch uses the ocean and their magical practices uh, utilizes natural objects in the sea such as shells salt water driftwood um, things like that and they may worship sea deities so uh, there are some of the astrological connections to different types of witches. Again, you're not locked into that. Um, you don't have to be locked into that. Um, but if it makes sense to you and you know, you're like, wow, that's my sign and that's what I'm drawn to. And you know, if that's the way it is, then great. So, um, that's pretty much it guys. I mean, like I say, there's not a whole lot to it. There's not a whole lot of science to figuring it out. It's more or less kind of what you are drawn to the most. It's kind of what um, you feel predisposed to that just kind of comes easier to you. And that's with anything. You know, some sports come easier to some than others. Um, acting comes easier to some than others. Um, there's all sorts of things like that. So, um, that's really it. And as you can see, you know, your environment, being close to the woods, being close to the ocean, uh, things like that could, um, impact that as well. So it's really more or less just a judgment call. And again, you're not even required to ever fully say, well, I classify as this, or I classify as this, um, it's just something that seems to have become uh, at the forefront of people's minds, um, especially new witches kind of coming into the craft. It seems like they feel they have to choose as they're going in, and you don't. Um, you just don't. So I, I really hope that you focus more on things like the basics that you need coming into the craft than you do things like this. For instance, I've said it before and I'll continue to say it, history of witchcraft should be required reading if you are going to be a witch or practice witchcraft in any way. Um, if you just want to practice magic, then you know, you're not a witch, you're just a magician. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. There are people that just want to practice magic. They don't want to... Um, do everything else that comes with it. I have my own set of beliefs on that. I'm not going to go into it, but yeah, I, yeah, anyway, that, that's for maybe another topic on another show, but, um, yeah, so that's my piece on that guys. Just focus more on the history and that should really be before you read anything about spells, before you read anything about casting circles anything about magical tools any of that it should be something that you learn that's why in a lot of books particularly the more um, textbook type books you're going to see history at the beginning of it and there's a reason for it it's important to know uh, i learned things when i went to salem that i did not know before and it, it has helped me to grow and give me a better respect 
for the people that came before us. And a lot of the people that died in the witch trials or were murdered in the witch trials weren't even witches, guys. Now, some could have been, but a witch then could have been just a healer or someone that knew a lot about uh, herbal lore and things like that and its uses. So my point is learning about where um, we came from and how our beginning started is just as important as learning how to cast a circle if you do that or um, doing spell work. So um, focus more on the more important things coming into the craft and uh, later on things like that. So um, yeah, that's that. And uh, real quick, I'm going to give you a spell. Um, I'm going to try to start doing a spell each week. And this spell is an herb jar, um, kind of in the same vein as uh, previous episodes. As you can tell, I like jar magic. But um, I had someone ask me if the difference between a jar spell and a witch's bottle were was the candle burning on top of the jar spell. And, and not exactly. Jar spells can be used for a lot of different things, hence what I'm about to tell you. Uh, this is an herb jar that can enhance your mental powers. Uh, so what you're going to do is you're going to take a jar, and it can be whatever jar you want. The smaller the jar, the less herbs you have to use. Just keep that in mind. But um, in that, you're going to fill it with, and you can layer it if you want, like a witch's bottle. You're going to fill it with uh, cinnamon for dream magic, nutmeg for good luck, allspice for healing, ginger for lunar magic, basil for protection, fennel seeds for spiritual healing, garlic for spiritual purification, and marjoram for protection. Uh, before you do any scrying or psychic work, inhale the scent deeply and shake the jar gently and it will help increase your mental powers. Uh, the jar should be stored in a private place along with your other magical tools and items. And uh, you should not reveal this jar to others. Uh, this is something personal and private to you and your magic. It'll last about a year, um, at which point you should probably get rid of it. Um, I would say preferentially by burying it um, and then create a new mental enhancement jar. And uh, always burying it on your own property is best. Just keep that in mind. So... Um, <clears throat> But yeah, guys, that's it. Um, like I say, shorter show this week. I know the past two or three have been right at an hour or a little over, and I've uh, been trying to cut back on that. So um, not a lot to really touch on. Keep in mind, the merch shop is open if you guys want to help support me. Um, I've had people ask how to do that. That is the one and only way I'm willing to do it right now because I don't like ads and I'm not really at um, the point where I want to open up a Patreon just yet. So um, if you want to support me, I don't want you just clicking on something and donating monthly just yet until I can add some more content. Uh, so the way to do that is to go to the merch shop, buy a mug, buy a shirt, buy a hoodie. Um, I've got Witch Dad mugs, Son of a Witch logo mugs. I've got a really cool hoodie. I've got some tank tops, t-shirts, um, all sorts of things in there. I will have some hats soon. Uh, 
And um, that is at teespring, T-E-E-S-P-R-I-N-G.com forward slash stores, plural, S-T-O-R-E-S forward slash son of a witch podcast. So if you go there, you will see all the merch items that you can buy. Um, and those are shipped out pretty quickly. I've gotten a few things myself that I'll post some pictures of. And it's really quality goods, guys. And uh, I would really, really appreciate it. Also, you can go to the website, www.sonofawitchpod.com. As I said, I'm going to be making announcements there. I will also be posting uh, graphics for any spells or anything like that to the website. And I have a blog that I have just started there also. Keep in mind, and I will announce this as we get closer, the shop for my handcrafted witchy items is going to be live very soon. And as soon as that is, I will post that on the Instagram and we'll talk about it on the next show. So other than that, um, thank you for tuning in. Be sure to tell your friends or any other people you know that might be interested in this show about it. And I would greatly appreciate that. I've had a lot of people asking why I stopped doing voices. Uh, I did say I was going to try to do that every episode. So for my SpongeBob fans out there, I will leave you with this. Hi, my name is Patrick Starr. Patrick rhymes with mayonnaise. So there you go, Patrick Starr. Um, I will try to start adding that in. I didn't know people enjoyed it as much as they did. So if you stuck with me through the end of the episode, you found out that that is where you will find those going forward. So again, guys, thanks for all your support. Um, I have just crossed over 800 listens on the show, and that is to be in week what is it six that is just insane so i could not have imagined or guessed that it would do that and it's only because of you so keep telling everyone about it follow review like listen and much love to all of you until next time